And let me tell you, if there are fucking Borgs in this next Star Wars movie, J.J. Abrams, something bad is going to happen to you at Disney Studio. No, just satire! Satire, I yub Porgs. Please make more merchandise, J.J. Abrams and also Rian Johnson. Please make more stuffed animals and make them good. Make them good like the Chinese Porgs. Copy China. China is doing it right and you are doing it wrong. Look at him. Look at him. Look at my soft friend. I need more. Make them real. Please make them real. Please. I'm so lonely. Make them real. <laughs> make them real. Bring mine to life, actually. Just one day, I'll wake up. That would be if I was... Uh, I can't keep going. I'm done. No. I was going to throw a million more <laughs> Bring me. Bring me, my boys. <laughs> Bring me my boys. Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. It's the show where two weird comedians discuss incredibly normal things. Yes, we will be talking about the Big Bang Theory today. We have a lot we want to say. Sriracha, would you care? I know you're very excited to talk about the Ben Shapiro book. I've never been more excited to talk about a book. Okay, Sriracha is right. For those of you who don't uh, aren't watching the live stream, Sriracha right now is tapping her Ben Shapiro book. It's called True Allegiance. It's called True Allegiance, and the title is like, like you know those ransom letters? Yes. They cut? That's how you know the future is dark. Well, actually, those aren't even ransom letters. Those look like hand-blocked stamp letters like you pick up from a stationery store that sells $10,000 wedding invites. Right, like when they used to print newspapers by like putting each individual letter in. Block setting, typeset. Here's the thing. If we start talking about Ben Shapiro's new book that does not fit into my pitch for the show, which is weird comedians talking about normal things. Oh, yeah. You want to start with an army topic? Uh, no, I want to start with Ben Shapiro. But, oh. I, but again, we need to... We got to figure out what our lie is and stick to it. I feel like we can fool a lot of people by saying two weird comedians talking about normal things normal. like Survivor, the Big Bang Theory, you know, like what the bases are, what the bases are in sex, which we will be talking about today, yeah. what the bases are, because there's a lot of confusion because there we can't just say, oh, it's a show where it's a show with two comedians making jokes and they're funny and you should like them like that's every podcast pitch. That's true. Well, this one has a vagina, so it's our. We are already more diverse than ninety nine percent of podcasts out there. This is the podcast with the most women on it. That's true. Even more than two dope queens. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> listeners! How many? Po- tell us. Tweet at me at Asterios. How many of the podcasts you listen to have women on them? We might be the only one. Maddox's show has women on it. It does? Yeah, sometimes. Every week? Uh, his new one has a female co-host. Oh, that's right. What's the, your name? The uh, redhead who is UCB, because of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I actually know that girl. Um, all right, but anyway, uh, let's get to work on this. You are so excited to talk about this book. What is the book? How did you find out about the book? 
Tell us about the book. I made the mistake of looking up that QAnon book on Amazon that everybody was protesting over, and this got fed to me. And it turned out you could get a copy of True Allegiance by Ben Shapiro, hardcover for $1. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? Did it cost more to ship than it did to buy? It cost 400% more to ship media mail than it did to buy. Understood. Now, before you move on, what QAnon book? I swear to God, I don't know what this is. Um, QAnon is someone LARPing as like an intelligence agent on 4chan or okay. something. Excellent. And apparently he wrote a book and is selling it on Amazon. That's all I know. Okay, so is it just like a book full of his conspiracy theories? Pro- fucking probably. Like oh, <laughs> Pizza Gate okay. or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like it's with QAnon. Look, I was very much into. When Anonymous first came out, I was like, oh, yeah, They're like, n- we don't forgive, we don't forget, expect us, like, oh, I can't see the guy's face, he's got a tie on, and oh, Anonymous, not, but like, much kind of like we were talking about before, that's very 10 years ago for me, so I'm kind of like, oh, did they do a soft reboot of Anonymous? Is J.J. Abrams behind Anonymous now? Yeah, and the only reason it was cool was because you were in high school. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Like, that's not what Anonymous has ever been. It's just a bunch of autists who don't go outside when they're confused. Spoken as one of the autists. Well, you're a ch- I mean, you know so much about this. I, like, what, how long have you been on 4chan? Since you were eight? I have a very specific memory of being in my middle school computer lab and just, like, sitting there typing a paper and two kids sitting there. Do you remember the, fir- the first... One of the first memes I remember are is that it was called, like, Bad Advice Dog or something, and it was a golden retriever puppy in the middle of, like, a multicolored starburst, and it would say things like, eat rocks, shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> I've never heard of this one. That sounds great. Like, mix bleach and ammonia for a better cleaning solution. <laughs> oh, my God. Which, Jesus by Christ. the way, creates mustard gas. Don't yeah, don't do, do that. that. Don't do that, kids. Um... No, I have a very specific memory of just sitting there typing a paper and two kids going on 4chan and like looking at, I guess there was a thread of those memes and me sitting there like, shut that off, shut that off, you fucking autist. This is so fucking embarrassing. You were being so loud. Don't talk about this shit in public. In my brain, of course, I didn't actually say that. Oh. And then one of them started talking about how he was going to get high this weekend by stealing his dad's seizure medication. (laughs) <laughs> public school is failing our kids <laughs> so if you don't go to public school that's what happens at public school all right oh my god okay I, when i'm trying to remember the first time it's like the first time i went on 4chan i was in my mid-20s because i i'd been on i was i'd been on something awful something on the forums like for fucking ever like it's interesting low text the other day posted a thing on facebook where he's like Somehow we are both considered a bunch of toxic male angry... Sorry, one second. <laughs> it's beeping time! <laughs> we might have to find another time to record. This hat... Seriously, it's all the time. I'm sorry to tell you this, but... <laughs> this I is what I sp- sit here all day in that corner and listen to this. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You want to scream at New York some more? <laughs> I, you know I do. All right, so let's do, let's do another clap sync for Zwick. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, and the reason why we have to just for the for the viewers of the live stream, 
the reason why we're, we have to be a little bit more watch out for the beepy is that people are telling me I'm in my car listening to your podcast and I hear honking and I think people are honking at me. Like that, those fucking commercials that have police sirens in them. That should be fucking illegal. We should hang everybody that makes a radio ad that includes a police siren. Kill yourself if the maker of a whatever shitty, campy, used car lot is making those ads. Fucking stop. Stop. You deserve to be killed. Okay, what about this? What about commercials that have the general in it and Shaq? I think we need more of those, right? Do they include a police siren? No. Then make as many of them as you want. I don't give a shit. It's the Shaq hanging out with the general. How can you not be more excited about this? For a great little rate you can get online, go to the general and save some time. Hey there, I'm Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal from basketball. Hey general, why don't you get in my car? Savings is a slam dunk with the <clears throat> general. The general would sure fucking anyone. Like, yes. They have a whole section on DUI, no problem. We'll insure you. He's a terrible general. That can guy's we, not a good general. Can we point this out? His tactics are to enlist the scum of the earth. Wait, maybe he's a good general. Maybe the general is running like a suicide squad of drivers where he's like, I found the world's craven, most craven, most depraved drivers, and I'm sending them out there. They'll definitely crash their cars. What if the general is selling insurance against his insurance? So when you crash your car, he makes money. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I believe that. And, and you're paying like you got a DUI, you're paying like $1,300 a month for your car insurance. Oh, is it that much for the general? Dude, it is expensive because they, they their whole thing is we will insure people that other insurance companies are like, no way. Like people with DUIs, people with vehicular manslaughter charges, people who've been involved in hit and runs. Okay, here's what I'm going to do right now. Okay, I've gone to... TheGeneral.com, and yes, it is a picture of the general and Shaquille O'Neal. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to start a quote. Start a quote and tell it you were high while you were driving. Okay, you're not going to believe this, but I told it, I told the general I was in New York. I guess the general doesn't insure people in New York, so it immediately took me to Progressive.com, and now there's a picture of Flo here. <gasps> Flo and the general are getting it on in that... In that empty white space Flo lives in. Go back and tell tell it you live in a state that doesn't care about its, like, Wyoming. <laughs> I certainly know how to get a fake quote from the general. But the exciting thing to me now is Flo and the general are getting it down on the down low. Or the down flow. And Shaq is in there watching in the corner. Does this not... Does the idea of a general flow Shaq threesome not excite you even a little bit? Why is Shaq in the corner if he's involved in the threesome? Well, or I guess he is. Shouldn't that. he be on the bed? All right. Okay. Thanks for engaging in my humor. Okay. Hold on. Now I'm going to go. I'm trying type. to workshop these. <laughs> All right. Hold. Okay. Hold on. Uh, Nebraska zip code. Yeah. You know why the general can't? General can't sure in New York, California, or Hawaii because there are laws. <laughs> Yes. No, I'm well aware of that. Here we go. Okay. All right. Do I need to exclude anyone from coverage? No. Have I continually made liability insurance for the previous six months? No. Uh, type of residence? Own a mobile home. How would you describe your credit? Fair. Okay. 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 
date of birth. I'll put in my actual birthday, 1982. All right, so it's a 37-year-old male. Marital status, divorced. No, I'm going to put in widowed. <laughs> um, male can't be. Oh, wait. Yeah, you can. Okay, have I had any accidents or violations the past three six months? Yes. <laughs> Why, yes. Incident number one, homicide or manslaughter. Add another incident. <laughs> D, also I was drunk and high. Incident number two, let me see if I can find DUI. Uh, hmm. Hidden run, implied consent or refusal to take a test, leaving the scene of an accident. I'm going to put leaving the scene of an accident at accident number three. <laughs> I'm going to put that uh, because DUI is just, I, I'm just not. Oh, driving under the influence of alcohol. There we yeah. go. And one more for fun. Let's put hit and run. Hit and run. <laughs> okay. I could put in hit and run, but I can also put in. Leaving the scene of an accident. Killed a kid. Killed a kid. We've already done that with homicide or manslaughter. I'm putting in hit. I'm putting in leaving the scene of an accident. What's the difference between that and hit and run, by the way? I don't know. Oh, wait. No, a hit and run. Oh, fuck. I knew this. I knew this at one point. A hit and run is when a car is parked, I think. Hmm. And then leaving the scene of an accident is when it's moving, I think. Okay. Do you know the difference between homicide and manslaughter? Or first, second, and third degree homicide. No, what? Tell I me. Uh, first degree homicide is premeditated. So, like, uh, I went, I bought a gun, I came to your house, and I shot you. Okay. Second degree homicide is you intended to kill someone, but you didn't premeditate, or, like, plan it in advance. Like a murder of rage. Yeah, like I walk in on you banging my wife, and I fucking kill you. That's a crime of passion, which I hear in some countries is totally cool. And is encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> like france and then third degree homicide and manslaughter are very similar if you are acting with negligent like normal level of negligence and you kill someone like you get drunk and you hit someone with your car and they die that's manslaughter but if you're acting with like an insane amount of negligence then it's third degree hom- like if you get drunk someone attempts to take your keys you fight them you get in the car someone else comes over stops you says get out of your car and then you drive and kill someone then that's third degree homicide okay what about this all right I build the perfect death trap a la Saw. You know, I, I, like, uh, I, you know, there's a little room and it's got lightning bolts. In. Oh, wait, it's got to be ironic. I find the guy who rejected my packet for SNL and I'm like, now you will feel like what it's, now you will know what it's like to be rejected, to have your organs rejected. And so I try to put like a new heart in him and his body keeps rejecting it. It's the wrong blood type. Much like you said, my jokes were, were the wrong joke type. Wait, how do I fix that? What, what's- but you need, he needs to have a way out because Jigsaw's whole shtick is that he never kills and it was so you have to like, Cut off your foot, or we're gonna put the wrong blood in you. Is Jigsaw the ultimate third degree homicider? Because I mean, that sounds pretty fucking premeditated to me. Building a death trap. But you just said yourself, counselor. Yeah, but that the person never, the Jigsaw never kills them. They kill themselves. They cut off their own arm. They do this. They do that. Is Jigsaw getting off scot-free every time on a technicality? Uh, This one weird trick that prosecutors hate. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Well, I forget why. All right. Let me see what this is. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to see how much it would cost to insure me. Okay. Please select make and model year. 
1952. Uh, no, you got to pick something expensive. Oh, really? Yeah, because that means that it'll cost more to repair. Oh, I was going to pick a Model T. Okay. What? 2019 Jaguar F-Pace 25T AWD. Fucking car guys think they're so much better than us goddamn like action figure nerds. There's like E-Pace, F-Type, F-Pace, G-Type, R-Dynamic. Some insurance agent is going to get this request and be like, is this guy the fucking Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. <laughs> Who the fuck is applying for this? I have a turbo diesel. Is this oh, is this vehicle owned, financed, or leased? Well, it's definitely leased. Yeah, sounds pretty leased. <laughs> is this vehicle used in the course of business? No, unemployed, continue. Oh my God, I can't wait. Hey there. Sorry for the interruption. Your request cannot be completed because... This quote has been declined due to the number of accidents and or violations. And by the way, it's a picture of the general and the penguin with the sunglasses waving goodbye at you. Goodbye. Please don't ever drive a car again. (laughs) All right. Wait, it says I can. It says one of our agents might be able to assist me. I'm going to go in a live chat. Okay. All right. All right. While I'm figuring out how to get. The world's most negligently... Let's just call him Homicide Jones. (laughs) Negligent Homicide... Well, I'm trying to figure out how to get Negligent Homicide Jones insured. Tell me, you've been very excited about this book. Oh, okay. So this book, Ben Shapiro's book, True Allegiance, it is so good. I recommend (laughs) picking up a copy. Uh, It's a heart-pounding thriller. Let me read you some reviews. I like the first review on this book on the inside is... Meet the new, meet our new Ayn Rand from just salon.com. No author. Like, yeah, I'm sure that was intended as a compliment. Oh my God. We all know Ben Shapiro for his keen intellect. (laughs) (laughs) Sriracha just did the, uh, for for, for people who aren't watching the live stream, Sriracha just did the Jim Halpert look. Yeah, you gotta get get the $15 level. These jokes don't write themselves. We all know Ben Shapiro for his keen intellect, his impeccable ability to articulate principles that made America great, and his hot, bangable sister. <laughs> ben Shapiro's got a hot sister? Yeah, uh-huh. Apparently his sister is like giant tits. Right, I'm looking this up. Keep he, going, keep going. And Sorry. He's very self-conscious about it. <laughs> <laughs> now Ben has delved into the world of fiction in his book, True Allegiance, but is it really fictional? <laughs> This is a must-read novel in which we must ask ourselves, will we make a stand? That's from Lieutenant Colonel Allen B. West of the U.S. Army, Rhett, I don't know what that means, member 112th U.S. Congress, so just troops. (laughs) (laughs) Sky has no literary. And then it starts with (laughs) 9-11. Really? <laughs> new. Well, it's not the nine eleven, but it's uh, we're in New York City, and terrorists blow up a bridge. And the first scene is like a woman in the in her car with a sleeping baby watches like the guy in the car in front of her get decapitated by a, a like taunt wire that broke, and then the bridge collapses and she dies. Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, well. That's quite the inciting incident, <laughs> Mr. Shapiro. I feel like if you have 9-11 in your book, you have to build that. How is that not the climax? <laughs> well, it, I'll tell you how that's not the climax, if you don't mind me saying. Go ahead. He has to stop 
two 9-11s. So there's another 9-11? I haven't gotten that far. In How book. much of this book have you read? Just the prologue. Are you serious? <laughs> and it's, I'm already hooked. Okay, who's our main character? What is the plot of this book? You've been, <laughs> you've been telling me about this book for the past two weeks, and you've only read eight pages of this book? There's, uh, it, it's basically the Turner Diaries, but black people. What's like, the Turner Diaries? I'm sorry, I'm dumb. It's I'm a horribly anti-Semitic novel about a uh, Jewish conspiracy, but in this book, there is, like... You remember that Dave Chappelle scene where the cops shoot somebody was like, sprinkle crack on him? It's, it's basically <laughs> that. And also, uh, President Mark Prescott, who is Obama's smoking crack and doing socialism. I don't know. President Mark Prescott. Okay. Do they establish that he's African American? No. I think he is canonically white. So, okay. Ben, you really switch shit up on me. But then there's like constant talk about the deficit. <laughs> At one point, uh, whatever the White House version of a CFO is comes in and was like, "The we need to cut social welfare programs. We don't have the money." And the president's like, "I don't care about the money. Print more." I was elected to lead, not to understand economics. <laughs> what? So is the president going to turn out to be the ultimate hero that? It- ultimate villain that a thinly veiled <laughs> Ben Shapiro named Shen Babiro has to stop? Shen Babiro? Yeah, I think so. Shen, our, main, our main character is Shmen Shapiro. Shmen Mamiro, a lawyer who was a virgin the whole way through law school and was actually happy about it. <laughs> Wait! Oh my god, I can't tell if you're being serious! Wait! Is that something Ben Shapiro says? Yes, dude, he had a whole long column about how he didn't get laid the whole way through high school, and it was actually better, because then he got married, and, uh, I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna tell you, if you have to write a column about something that happened to you, it's probably not good. No one writes a column where they're just like, yeah, I I found a coupon for half off some pizza, and the pizza was pretty good, and then they were throwing out some cannolis, and they said I could take some home. It was a great day. Anyway, see you next time, Slate readers. Signed, Jenny Petty. If you really got time to kill, uh, go on. There's this website called The Odyssey Online, and it's all just like these batshit insane think pieces from literal teenagers. Like, I, I read one the other week that was called... I, I swear to God, I'm not making this up. You got to wear the prom dress, but I get to wear the wedding dress. Tell me. Did you, you see this? No, oh, my told, God. Tell our listeners about this because you told me about this once a long time ago. Oh, okay. So there's it, it, this piece is about a woman who I assume is in her mid-20s is getting married and wrote this big, long, unprompted, virulent screed at her hus- future husband's high school girlfriend, who she never in the article indicates that she has ever once interacted with. Like, I am not jealous. I'm totally not jealous that you got to go to prom with them because I get to marry and it's, it is not like this woman needs to be medicated if she's not already. This is something I've heard from these, from like, these uh late cells i guess you could call them um like uh they're just like i'm glad that my husband fucked a lot of girls in school because now he uses all that pussy uh pulling skills on me it's called his pussy. wife it's called Wait. pussy power i believe i don't 
I may, as soon as I said pussy pulling, I was like, Asterius, you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> and now, and here's the thing. The longer I discuss pussy pulling, the worse it'll be for me. The worse it'll be. The worse it'll be. Yeah, because it's kind of like, are you grabbing the lady and then pull? Ow. What's being pulled? How are you pull? In me, in my mind, I'm like, well, when the dick is coming out of the pussy, it's like you're kind of doing so. Yeah, see, now Sriracha's just making faces. There's a subreddit for that. It's called r slash lips that grip. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> All of these subreddits have such cutesy little names, and it mm-hmm. makes it impossible to find poems. <laughs> tell me, t- what is, uh, what's, tell, what's, what's the sub? What's, what uh, happens there? When a penis enters a vagina, huh? it very snugly, sometimes when the penis is pulled from the vagina, the labia menorah, <laughs> the labia menorah. <laughs> Oh, why? Why is this day unlike any other day? <laughs> we are so, oh Labia Menorah then burns for seven days, despite that there was only a UTI enough to last one. It's a glory be to Yahweh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's what Hanukkah is, right? I think so. Did you know that Hanukkah is actually not the most important Jewish holiday? That is what I've heard. This was I remember I've had two two of my uh, uh, my best friend in uh, high school was Jewish American and my best friend in college was Jewish American and they both told me the same thing that like the Jewish American community was like this Christmas thing is such a big deal. We need like our own thing. <laughs> this Christmas, the birth of Christ. People are really into that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. So they, so they were like, okay, uh, now we can do a thing here. And then you know, in the eighties or nineties is when Kwanzaa came out, and it was like a very similar thing where it was kind of like, oh, this Hanukkah thing, this Christmas thing is such a big deal. Like we need our own thing. The two of us at the Loudest Podcast. We should come up with our own thing as a response to the Kwanzaa thing, to the Hanukkah thing, to the Christmas thing, which in itself was just a response to the pagans. Hashtag really makes you think. <laughs> it really does make. Wait, a Kwanzaa is not a religious holiday, though. Well, I know, but it's uh, but often like, you know, these days we say like happy holidays, happy. It's not a religious holiday, but can you at least see that like it's trying to work? It's like a thing now. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Do you know anybody that celebrates Kwanzaa? No. I don't either. I know a guy named Kwanzaa. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hold what? on. I have his book. Uh, I, I I had a friend in college that got really into like the African diaspora thing and tried to celebrate Kwanzaa. And I don't even think she enjoyed it. <laughs> have you ever seen this comic book uh, It's called Black? No. It's really cool. This is This comic book is worth a shitload of money. Um, and it's actually signed by him, but he told me to, he made me promise, he made me promise never to sell it on eBay. And I was like, all right, Kwanzaa, you win this round. But he was a guy that I used to work with. He was a really nice guy. He wrote for DC Comics. Um, he was an editor for like a million different kind of online comics things. And he made a, and like the pitch behind Black is very, very simple. What would happen in a world where, where people had superpowers but only black people got superpowers. Oh, uh, we would kill all black people. Next question. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of what happens in the comic. Uh, well, I, I got to put question I have to put this back in its, I have to put this back in its pr- uh, protective drawer. One second. Gotcha. You know, there's a there's a community that thinks that black people do have superpowers. 
what? Uh, colloquially referred to as hoteps. <laughs> Are a group of uh, African American men and women who believe that African Americans can reproduce by budding, they can photosynthesize, and also that periods are like menstruation is a defect of the Nordic race, and that black people, like, because GMOs or something, black people are having periods due to the white man's input. Look it up. I, A, I think we both know I will not look this up. Here's what I'm going to do next week or in the future. Can you do a little report? I've never heard of this. I know everything about Hotep's my favorite hobby. A couple months ago, I was just sending Hotep memes to Mike Cernovich and seeing, making them progressively stupider and seeing what he says. What would he say to your Hotep memes? Like, I think the last one I got him to respond to was, <laughs> there's these great Hotep memes that are like, they're always like open your mind not, uh, like not your legs and it was like a, a 70s black woman with an afro like reading a book of like, impact fonts and then five layers of jpeg why is it i don't know why it's funnier when there's a meme that has text on it and then someone else put other bigger text <laughs> over it I don't know why that's funny. I don't know why watermarks are funny. I don't know why meme degradation such as deep frying is funny. Wait, we were, me and my friends were just sending Hotep memes to each other. Hang on. Let me oh my God, me. you're actively in the Hotep community. Hang on. Let me find some of the Hotep memes I was sending. If only I were a Jewish American man, I could call Sriracha Bubble a Hotep, but I can't. Blacks United is a great Instagram account for these. Okay. Um, there is a belief right now. Uh, wow. So just found out Nipsey Hussle, the rapper that just died, is a descendant of Emperor Haile Selassie of Ethiopia. The ancestors are always returning slash reincarnating back to wake us up. You can kill the body, but you can't kill the soul. It's a spiritual warfare. Angel versus demon. Hashtag stay woke. Actually, yeah, just look up the hashtag stay woke <laughs> thing on Instagram. You will find gold every time. I think I'm good. I, I literally, the depths, you are like a spelunker for the, for fucking internet cringe. Shiraz is always like, hey, do you want to watch a video of somebody really freaking out? I mean, really freaking out at a Wendy's? And I'm just like, no, I don't. Because all I can see is one day in my mind, I have a bad day. I lose my job. I find out my girlfriend's cheating on me my kid didn't get into my my kid decided instead of going to college that he was gonna go touring with his fucking pop punk band i walk into a wendy's and like some girl behind there gives me the wrong change and the fries and there's hair in the fries and like the and and the nuggets are spicy what they're supposed to be playing and i just fucking flip out at them and now all of a sudden i'm a viral meme fucking boomers i would never ever do that i might cry but that only hurts me (laughs) there's a oh I should probably talk about this with Monkey as well. There's a movie that is straight up killing people. <laughs> pornography. It's called Falling Down. Have you ever heard of no, it? No, tell me everything you know about it. Okay, just real quick. Michael Douglas, and it's it's like one of his first starring roles. I, I, I don't know what's what it, it's like one of his first big star roles. He's like in his thirties. It's not like old man mummy Michael Douglas like you know now, where they literally had to make a CGI Michael Douglas and superimpose it over the real Michael Douglas in Ant Man. 
I wonder if Michael Douglas is actually dead and there's just like a floppy disk with Michael Douglas on it that Disney uses. Anyway, so like um he has the worst day ever. He's like a he's a he's a he works at like a corporation. He works in a little cubicle. He comes in. He like the boss's son fires him, and then I don't know something else happens. Someone cuts him off in traffic. Somebody finds out his wife is cheating on him, and then like he goes to McDonald's and he's like, "I I just I want a, an egg McMuffin," and they're like, "We're sorry, sir. It's after it's uh, breakfast is over. We're searching lunch now." And he looks over at the clock and it says like eleven oh one a.m. And he goes crazy, buys a gun, and gets revenge on anyone who has minorly what inconvenienced him that day. Fuck! So he shoots up a McDonald's because he arrived too late for breakfast. First of all, boomer not relevant anymore because they do McMuffins all day. Chris said hotcakes. <laughs> the movie was made in the 1980s. Damn my lack of current cultural awareness. <laughs> And I don't remember too much about the movie. It's a hard day at the sexism factory. <laughs> I don't remember too much more about falling down. Because we all watched it in college. And we all thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Because you're supposed to be like, yeah, Michael Douglas. Like, go murder that guy who gave you the finger in traffic. Yeah, Michael Douglas. Go over to your boss's house and make a business pass for firing you. Yeah, Michael Douglas. Turn this fucking McDonald's into a car wash with people's fucking blood. And but the, the whole time, I'm just like, this is, this is insane. This is insane. <laughs> this is insane. This is insane. I, I mean, I suppose it's like a modern day riff on like, the, uh, there's a classic short story called All the Rude People that I read. They made us read it in high school. It's kind of like a riff on that. Um, and then, uh, it, it, spoiler alert for people uh, who want to go watch Falling Down. Uh, and it turns out in the end, it's a water gun. And he was never going to kill anybody the whole time. Wait, so he was just fantasizing about murdering McDonald's employees? No, he was like holding people up with this gun and getting them to do what he wanted. Oh, but it looked like a real gun. Yeah, it looked like a real gun. But then in the end, like the cops have him on the docks and like, and he shoots at them. And I think they like murder him. And, and they fill like, him with bullets, right? Yeah, because- and then they're like, huh, it was a water gun the whole time. I guess he was a great, great guy. I guess this guy was super. I guess he only made people think they were going to get, uh, brutally murdered for following the McDonald's policies handed down to them by their boss. Yeah, I'm sure uh, that, that's the best way to reason with cops is to point a gun-looking-like object at them. Then they know you're serious. But the thing Seriously is... Seriously ready to negotiate. <laughs> the thing that this movie appeals to, and again, I wish I I wish I, I wasn't... I wish I knew a little bit more about it. I watched it in college. College was like 20 years ago. But like, the the gift this movie gives, like normie boomers is like what if you had a way to get anything you wanted and what's that way it's a gun <laughs> like this gun can make all your dreams come true it, it turns your boss into a blithering mess and gets you your hotcakes right on time so it's like ugh. fucking boomers yeah i know hey well anyway let's take a small break um i want to get myself another diet coke we will be oh I'm thinking we want to do some Mysterious Kills a Kid or you want to talk about the Big Bang Theory? I want to talk about the Big Bang Theory first. All right. We will be right back with our new segment, the Big Bong Theory. God, I want to get high so bad. Well, you can do it right now. No, I can't. We're going to your parents. We're not going to be there till like nine. Uh, Maybe later. All right. We're taking the seven o'clock bus. Okay. Is what we're doing. Oh, by the way, I am not getting high listeners, but I am living vicariously through Sriracha as if she were... 
as if she were like a big walking bong that looked real hot. Yeah, All right, yeah. we'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast, the show where two weird comedians talk about incredibly normal things. Nothing more normy than our next topic, the big bong theory. Okay, how about this? Uh, how about this for the sting? Sheldon, you're bogarting my joint. Boy. Sheldon, oh, Leonard, can you purell the bong before you use it? That, I, I don't know why. I, I was saying Sheldon, but I was doing a Sheldon. Yeah. Okay, yours is much Leonard. better. Leonard. <laughs> okay, yours is much better. Sriracha? Yes. Do you even remember why we started watching The Big Bang Three? Because I don't. I don't either. We, but I think it's fair to say that in the past month or month and a half, Yes, I, I do. Okay. I remember it. A memory has just given been given to me like lightning. We were in Florida where we have cable. The first time we went to Florida, we watched a couple episodes of it and we're real into it. We watched it ironically because it was on on demand. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> then we came back and started watching it on ironically. <laughs> yes. What? All through my, because the Big Bang Theory is 12 years old. It's way too old. So it came out when I was 25. So like, I was like a fucking LA hipster douche, like, no, no, this is Bazinga, this, my spot, that. Yeah, what do people call it? Blackface for nerds. I was not going to say it. I was just trying to kind of get you to say it. But yeah, I knew a guy named uh, Sax who unironically called it and referred to it as nerd black i've heard that from a lot of people it's like you don't think that's a little dramatic you fucking you're not you doing anything to dispel these stereotypes as dramatic weirdos you fucking dramatic weirdos yeah, I, there was some apparently on snl there was a sketch about nerds the other night and i'm scrolling through the, the facebook and like someone on salon or slate or something was like snl has the wrong idea about what nerds look and act like yeah. we're actually like this and it's like Okay, by being oversensitive, going to the internet and blogging about how they're wrong, you've actually proved how they're right. I need to find this article. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll look at this article later, but I, I saw a still from it, and I'm like, I kind of dress like that sometimes. It's exactly like on Twitter. Like, you see these guys sometimes tweet stuff like... Women over 120 pounds can't wear bikinis. And then uh, these fucking spurgs just flood him with bikini pics. Like, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm 135 and I'm rocking. I'm like, he's jerking off to you. Why are you doing this? He's jerking off to you. Come on. We as a community need to be better than this. (laughs) I had no idea about that. Oh, no, that's a very common thing. Like, women over... 110, and it's always some ridiculously low weight to, like, widen the pool of applicants as far as, like, women over 105 pounds can't wear red nail polish on their feet and open-toed sandals. And they'd be like, oh, yeah? Well, look at my 150-pound ass rocking this fetish picture. (laughs) We need to be better. We need to stop falling for this. We, women, all three of you (laughs) listening to this, we need to be better. Listeners... If you're wondering why I wasn't talking for a minute, it wasn't because there was an awkward silence. It was a stunned silence. Um, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you've never seen that. Okay, here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna put out there. Hmm. Okay, how do I how do I? Oh, I know how to do it. 
Okay, because in Steven Universe, there's like a there's like a bigger character named Rose. Like she's like a you know bit bigger character. Yeah. So I'm gonna be like, Rose is a costume for girls who are only over 150 pounds. I better not see any wayfish or skinny roses with A, B, or at the most C cups. And and also Rose's costume is totally on. Half of it better not be off or ripped as if there was some sort of hot, sexy encounter happening with Rose. Yeah, uh, Princess Slave Lay's costume is only for women that are under 105 pounds and who don't have big tits. I better not see in my mentions 400 pictures of women with huge tits in Slave Lay because I'll be so triggered. It's a, it is straight up appropriation to wear a princess slave Leia costume if you have larger than a between B and C cup, which actress Carrie Fisher, RIP, did have. I'd better not see any D, double D, triple D, E, double E, triple E. Or Asian representations of this. Yeah, Asian girls can't wear open-toed sandals. Oh, my God! (laughs) Okay, so we started watching The Big Bang Theory because I I get... Oh, we were doing a lot of day drinking. That was was when we were in Florida for like three weeks in in, uh, January because we were having so much fun That was freaking awesome. Let's do that again. Oh, my God. Yeah, because my mom has... A bunch of magic bullets. My mom, we call her Inspector Gadget. So cute. Because my mom just loves, loves kitchen gadgets. She's the one who bought me the air fryer. I, for Christmas a couple of years ago, I bought her the Stark, uh, the, the Shark Steam Cleaner. I remember the year that Magic Wallets came out. I was like, I really want to buy a Magic Wallet. And then I remember thinking to myself, no stereos. Mom will probably put one in your stocking. And I opened up the stocking, and there was a magic wallet with a $20 bill in it in there. You're 37 years old. I, this was when I was... Magic wallets came out when I was 12. Oh. Do you not... Wait, are magic wallets still a thing? I don't know what that is. Okay. So that, then, then how are you... Anyway. Um, yeah, so like uh, my mom... I remember when the... There's there's a pot called like the... It's called like the... The magic pot or the secret, the perfect pot. There's some kind of pressure cooker. I remember my mom sending out a mass email to everyone that was like, I understand that there's a new hot pressure cooker that everyone's talking about, but I don't want it because I've read the reviews of it and it's actually not that great. And like collectively, the entire family was like, God damn it. Drat, what do we get her for a Christmas? Speaking of which, what did you get your mom for a birthday? <laughs> that is tomorrow. Um... Don't say you're going to pack up my angry mama and give it to her, because that's mine. I soiled that thing with vinegar already. I was I was planning on giving my mom the angry mama that you bought. You mean the one that I opened and used to have the full? She would love it. You buy me a new angry mama? Eventually. Now. I finally get paid from this temp job. How did you not get paid yet? It's temp, you know? It's, it's Sometimes the money doesn't... You got be- scammed, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I getting Kramer's? Are you getting, Are you selling vector knives? <laughs> They're really good. Like, that's the thing about these knives. Like, you think that... You could use these... One of these knives, I, I used it to cut through another knife. What? I used one of these knives to cut through another... That's how sharp these knives are. The only thing that they can even cut through themselves. I don't believe you. I cut... 
I did this. I put one vector knife in one hand and one vector knife in the other, and I tried to clink them together like the chefs do at uh, Benihana, where they make the food right at your table. Both knives were destroyed, and I had to pay for them. I would take one vector knife in this hand and one vector knife in this hand, and then make them kiss. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that how you get vector mini knives? Yeah, exactly. Pa- that's where pairing knives come and from. This conversation is what we're, we're, we're talking about the big bag there. I, was tr- I tried direction. to bring us back to, oh, right. The reason we were getting so super drunk at my mom's house for three weeks is because she has three magic bullets. She has a magic bullet, a red magic bullet, and a baby bullet. I have never seen her drink any frozen drink. I've never seen her make a frozen drink, ever. And the budgetorium is in Florida. The budgetorium is in Florida. Oh, my God. I think if I ever become a million, like if I win the lottery or something and I have more money than I know what to do with, I'll just work at the budgetorium full time because God damn, that is, I love those birds. I have pitched Sriracha. Oh, by the way, the budgetorium is like very close to our house in Florida, which is why I've pitched Sriracha two different, two different ways to take advantage of the budgetorium. One, obviously get a job at the budgetorium because the girl that works at the budgetorium, I don't think she knows too much about budgies. No. She just looked like a normal, cool girl. She wasn't like a 46-year-old, like, uh, birdologist or whatever. It was just like a girl who feeds the budgies sometimes. You could do that. Absolutely, I can. And you were also way hotter than that girl. And you'd look way better in the shorts. I like when they run instead of fly. I love <laughs> the when gr- they run Why do they do that? It's so cute. They, they just wings. run around the ground. You can fly. I've seen you fly. <laughs> and But the second thing is, if we ever moved to Florida... We both get annual passes to Gatorland. They have Wi-Fi at Gatorland. And we, because both of us work, we can both work from home on our computers. We just podcast and write advertising nonstop every day outside the budgetorium. We're getting lit up on those, on those apple ciders. And then every uh, two hours we take a budgie break. Yes. And go (laughs) feed the birds. Yes. And then the birds get to know us. And so when the kids come in and the kids try to get the seasick, the budgies have already known, established, trusted us. None of the kids are getting budgies. We're getting all the budgies. The kids are crying. They have to fly back home to Nebraska or Detroit or Chicago or wherever, having fed no budgies and having had their seed sticks uneaten. Yeah. Get your own budgies, you little bastards. I love this plan. I love this plan too. So, so, we're, so we're getting pretty drunk all the time at my parents' house in Florida, and then oh, we just put on the Big Bang Theory, and it's like I thought this was nerd blackface, but instead it makes this nerd's face happy. I really got into it. <laughs> Not black? <laughs> no. Unlike the comic book black that my friend wrote. No. I. It is. Hmm. There is a type of fiction that is redemption fiction. Like, um, for example, Ebenezer Scrooge, he's the main character of that story. Like, the main character is not Bob Cratchit. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, or Groundhog Day. Like, the main character of that story is an asshole weatherman. Um, the Royal Tenenbaums. Like, the main character of that story, Royal Tenenbaum, is like an asshole cheated on his wife and, like, was never around for his kids and was just a huge dick. Bruce Almighty. Bruce Almighty, yeah. About a total, uh, that movie is great, though. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Almighty, or Liar Liar, mm-hmm. which is another Jim Carrey magical thing. So the thing I like about, the number one thing I like about the Big Bang Theory is that, like, Sheldon is a bad guy. 
And I don't mean like, eh, if you do a deep reading. It's like, no, no, no. He's an asshole, and they play him like an asshole, and every other character call on the show calls him an asshole and is annoyed by him. Sheldon will freak the fuck out if anything is different. If uh, you sit in his spot for even one second, he will faint or have a heart attack. Like, um, he's just like a, he's a weird creep. And I like that the main character of my sitcom is not they're not trying to make him super likable for example like with fam which is another show we watch <laughs> yeah fam is a show where it's like the main character is like a girl and her fiance and they're normal and they're perfect and you root for them because they're pretty and there's like no deeper thing there i don't know i think mom does the asshole protagonist thing much better than the big bang theory oh i think I think Mom is a better show. Bonnie is a total cunt, but I really like that show, and I like her. Yeah. I think Mom... I honestly think Mom will go on to be, like, a sleeper classic. I feel like we're still going to be... I don't know that we're going to be talking about The Big Bang Theory, like, 20 years from now. I think we'll be talking about Mom for a long time, kind of like we talked about Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing I like about Mom is that both of our protagonists are deeply flawed. Like... They're, they're both kind of two sides of the same coin. Uh, uh, what's her name? Anna Ferris's character is a former alcoholic, depressive. She's constantly annoying people with her smoking because she's getting a smoky. She has a gambling addiction. She's like always cheating on her husband. And she's never. And, and Anna <laughs> Ferris's character is not there for her daughter. Like Bonnie was never there for Anna Ferris's character. So like. It's like the adventures of two fuck-ups just trying to get a little bit better each week. Yeah, I think it's a good show. Anyway, Big Bang Theory. Lot of race jokes. <laughs> like, every episode, there's a fucking race joke. I've been counting. Yes, we've been counting. Every single episode, there's a race joke. And it, you would think, after a while, you would run out of ways to say, ha-ha, he's Indian. <laughs> but Or, ha-ha, he's Jewish-American. Yeah, but they haven't yet. Is Jew a race? That it was just a religion. Oh, it's wait. both. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're also we're on season five now. I think uh, I hate Bernadette. I want to kill her. I love Bernadette. <laughs> you just think she's hot. I do. All right. So here's another great thing about the Big Bang Theory. Just they just put these. They're just kind of like, okay, we get it. You're watching CBS. You're probably 70 years old and you're about to die. Yeah. We have to do something at every point to create visual interest. So like in the first few seasons, it's Penny. It's like there are these four nerds and then they have a super hot blonde girl who lives across the way. Then like in season two or three, they introduce Bernadette and she's supposed to be like a nerd, but... She's an actress from, um, uh, uh, what's that show with the vampires? True Blood. True Blood. She's an actress from True Blood. So she's an absolute 10. And they put like these nerd glasses on her and then they like fuck up her hair a little bit. But they're kind of like, we are also going to put her in the world's tightest sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like they found a corset. It's like they're making cardigans out of corset material. It's a whole thing there. And so if you're getting even a little bit bored while watching The Big Bang Theory, you're like, oh, my God, look at these hot blonde girls. Am I supposed to like Bernadette? She is a total fucking bitch to everyone on that show. 
You know, everybody says that. Like, I, I posted about the Big Bang Theory the other day, and everyone was like, we hate Bernadette, we hate Bernadette. She's such a bitch. I mean, but Sheldon is like a huge dick. And I don't like Sheldon either, but Sheldon is constantly getting put in his place, like you said. Like, at oh. least they call him an asshole. Like, Bernadette, that we're just supposed to be fine with it because she's cute. Yeah, with Bernadette, they're trying to do a thing where it's like the mouse that roared. Where it's where it's kind of like you know she's a little pipsqueak, but then like don't get her mad because like she's a pipsqueak with a temper. She's constantly yelling at people. She cannot accept no for an answer. She's just a bitch. Okay, just in defense of Bernadette, she has terrible, terrible, terrible taste in men. Her dad was a cop, and so like. If I was dating Howard for as long as Bernadette is dating Howard, I think eventually I would become insufferable too. Because, like, Bernadette's life is miserable. In order for the TV show to function, Howard, like, Howard's character is a mama's boy. Like, that's his entire character. So they can't not make him a mama's boy because otherwise they lose a bunch of jokes. So they have to find ways to make Bernadette okay with Howard living with his mom and being a mama's boy in his late 30s to early 40s. So wouldn't you kind of become insufferable too if you dated that guy? Yeah, I would fucking leave him. <laughs> yeah, but if she leaves him, then she loses her job as an actress. I mean, come on, Sriracha, work with me here. I know, but okay, listen. If we want to fully immerse ourselves in the world of the Big Bang Theory, they do move out of his mother's house. What, like in season eight? When they have kids. Oh. And... I think this problem could be solved very, very easily in that, oh, we're bringing the kids over and grandma's babysitting. And then you could have a bunch of scenes with Howard screaming to his mother off scene, like in the good old days before uh, he met Bernadette. Like, I feel like that's a plot hole. Like, if you want to make the mom jokes, so you could sew that very easily. No, I mean, I, I'm guessing that's what they do. I, you know, I mean, I'm guessing that's kind of how they sell it. Yeah, eventually, like, Bernadette and Howard get their own house with the classic, like, set of sitcom stairs behind a couch. So, like, eventually, like, Bernadette and Howard get, like, their own mini little sitcom inside the Big Bang Theory, which I don't mind. That, I think that actor is great. Uh, what's his name? I, uh, the guy that plays Howard. I think yeah. that guy is, like, really funny. Because so many times, they give him lines that I was like, on paper, this line is terrible, but this guy just sold this huge. Mm-hmm. Like, when people are like, oh, why do the, why do the people on the Big Bang Theory get paid a million dollars an episode? It's like, I'll tell you why. These guys are charming as hell, and this writing is not that good. It's not good writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these, these guys, it's like, it's like these actors are building the bridge that they're driving on every single moment. It's like they're, it's like they're a train. It's like when Bugs Bunny was like a train conductor and he was constantly putting up planks in front of the train so the train wouldn't fall down. Like that's Jim Parse- Parsons. Yeah. That's Jim Parsons. Parsons. Yeah. It's like, uh, and you can tell that these writers too have like a Wikipedia level understanding of yeah. this shit that they're referencing. Yes. Like, not even the full Wikipedia article, just the first paragraph. But I, like, here's the classic example. In season three or four, whichever one we were on before this, at some point they decide, okay, or they finally come to the fucking realization, all right, Roger's whole thing can't be he's ha-ha, he's Indian. Or ha-ha, he's a pervert. Yeah. Because it's not, like, super likable. Because Howard is already the pervert character. But see, they, they pair up Howard with Bernadette. In season three, 
at, or season four, I forget. But it's like at some point, I think it became very clear that they were like because Bernadette, uh, because Howard and Raj are just two wild and crazy guys from SNL in 1975. Like they dress like the two wild and crazy guys. They act like the two wild and crazy guys. They talk like them. I mean, the two wild and crazy guys were foreign. Raj, Raj's name might as well be like Foreign P. Forestan. Yeah, it's like him and his sister are Indian, and they're named Raj, Rajesh, and Priya. Can yeah. like, can you think of any other Indian names? This is a serious question because I cannot. That is like uh, John and Jane, like <laughs> Indian version of John. Or right, in Japanese, Hanako and Tero Yamada. Well, there you go. Okay, I'm sorry. You were. You were just talking about something that cut you off. I apologize. Oh, no. So then they decide, like, all right, we're just going to add that he likes girly stuff yeah. to his character. But somehow the actor, like, even though I fucking hate Raj as a character, too. Yeah. Like, the actor does make him kind of likable. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yes. At some point, like, in season four or five, like, Rajesh starts to kind of become like he gets in touch with the feminine side which to be fair is like a lot more likable than him then haha he's indian then haha he's indian or like haha he's gonna walk up to he's gonna like walk up to a girl ask to get her panties and get slapped for the 50th time like whatever um i really think the best character on the show though is amy what do you think of Amy? I like Amy. I like a- I like Amy a lot. Um, the episode we watched today was not great. Why don't you Amy. explain what happened in it? Okay, so my favorite character, by the way, is Penny. <laughs> but, um, I think Penny's great. I love Penny. I love her character. I love how they wrote her. I like how the actress plays her. It's very, very I like Penny. But um, so this episode we watched today, Bernadette. Oh, here's an important point. For people that haven't watched a lot of the show, Bernadette begins the show as a waitress at the Cheesecake Factory because she's in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, studying studying biology. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she's a nerd, too. So her and Penny work together at the Cheesecake Factory. So Bernadette is getting married at this point in the show, and her and Penny go shopping for bridesmaid dresses. And Amy finds out that they went without her because she's at the university that they all work at and they're eating lunch. And Howard looks at his phone and is like, why does Bernadette keep sending me pictures of bridesmaid dresses? I don't know anything about fashion. And Amy's like, they went without me. Like, okay, Amy, you're the only one with a nine to five job. Like they went during the middle of the day. They, you probably have to work. But then Amy, of course, flips a tit, is like so distraught, like, oh, you guys aren't my real friends, blah, blah, blah. And they end the episode, they make it okay at the end of the episode by Bernadette being, Amy, you're going to be my, will you be my maid of honor? And she says, yes, of course, and everything is hunky-dory. But like, would you want to be, like, if you're really that upset over it, would you want to know that, all right, we got to shut her up somehow. Yeah, sure, be my maid of honor. Like, I don't feel like that's a good resolution. No, I don't think it is either. Because it's like, do you want like a cranky, touchy maid of honor? Like, if I had a maid of honor, I would ask my chillest friend to be my maid of honor. You know what I mean? I was asked to be the best man at a wedding. But like only, I think, because they wanted me to give give the best man speech. Thank God I didn't have to plan 
anything because the maid of honor had to plan every like the maid of honor planned all the stuff i was supposed to plan because i was just like i think they knew right away they were like we're not going to give him any like of the tasks but you showed me one of those maid of honor to-do lists the other day oh god one of my friends is getting married and sent uh a or not one of my friends but someone i my friend is was asked to be the maid of honor for someone's wedding and the bride sent her like this insane list of things she had to do, like a four page document of things she had to do. We were like, what is this bitch doing? Like, no. Yeah, it was. And it was not like four pages, double spaced, 14 point type. It was like, uh, wasn't one of the wasn't one of the tasks like make sure I don't get too out of control at the wedding Help keep me calm. Yeah. It was like all this like emotional labor. Like she's your fucking therapist. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 like, okay, you want your maid of honor to plan the bachelorette party. Cool. Makes sense. Mm. Absolutely makes sense. Uh you want, you know, you want your maid of honor to to uh make sure like as the like the maid of honor has to make sure the wedding dress gets there or something. I think that's like a normal thing. Like I had to like as the as the fucking uh, the the uh, the the guy to pick up the tux. Right, but this list of tasks looks a lot like a wedding planner. Yes. <laughs> than a maid of honor. Yes, it absolutely. A yes. wedding planner who you pay to right. make sure your wedding goes well. Right, and you're not friends with the wedding planner, so if you freak out at them. It's not a big deal. You are. I'm not saying freak out at your employees, but like, well, you are paying them. They're like, I don't think anybody got into wedding planning expecting that they wouldn't be putting up with drama. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the Big Bang Theory, man, it, it's oh, it. better than I think. It's better than people give it credit for. It's very easy to like see it for five minutes and be like, "This is terrible." But I really do feel like the Big Bang Theory is lot is like a lot of incredibly good at like for example Johnny Galecki, he was on Roseanne forever as uh, as Darlene's yeah as Darlene's uh, boyfriend. So he's so he has like hella chops from working on Roseanne. And then Mayim Bialik, who plays Amy, has like incredible chops from playing uh, Blossom on the NBC show Blossom. Like, uh, uh, Jim Parsons has won the Emmy 11 times for fucking playing Sheldon. And he plays Sheldon super goddamn well. Like, there was, there, I watched an episode where, uh, where Johnny Galecki and Amy have a good time in a wedding and then Sheldon gets so jealous that, that Leonard might steal his roommate that Sheldon punches Leonard. But it is the funniest little dink of a punch. Like, it's like he deli- like he punches him kind of like you'd smack, like a little kid would smash an ant. And like, so he goes like smack, and then he puts his arm like right back at his side. Just little tiny physical things like that. Do you remember the Bazinga ball pit scene? That was the funniest scene I've ever seen in a television show. So they build up to it, and uh, Sheldon, the whole, pl- whole plot, the A plot of the episode is that Sheldon is in, like, a physics rut. Like, he can't figure out how particles move, or some stupid bullshit like that. And he's trying to visualize electrons, so he starts with peas, and then he moves on to marbles. He's like, no, I need something bigger. And he breaks into a Chuck E. Cheese and goes swimming in the ball pit, and instead of just shooting him, the cop calls Leonard. It's <laughs> like, can you come fetch your roommate out of this ball pit? So Leonard has to dive in the ball pit, and Sheldon just pops up in a different area and says, Bazinga, and goes under the line. It was 
the it was fucking hilarious i realized i found like a fucking rube talking about this but it was genuinely really really funny he, but but the other thing is it, 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 this is sleep deprived sheldon so he hasn't slept for three days so jim parsons plays his bazinga differently like it's not like bazinga he go like he just pops up a little bit and goes like bazinga and then he pops down he pops a little bit he goes Bathinga. And he puts more of like a th th on it. It's very slight, but that's why he won the Emmy. Yeah, no, the acting is, I, I think the acting is much better than most people give it credit for. A lot of the jokes don't land, and a lot of yeah. the jokes aren't funny, but that's not the actor's fault. Like, you watch the show for the actors. Yeah. Those, those, I, yeah. So, anyway, that's the Big Bong Theory. Originally, the plan behind the Big Bong Theory was that we were going to get high each week and then watch an episode of the Big Bang Theory and then try to talk about what we remembered but then I started to get so uh, now I'm on this like what was this week three of like the sober thing. Yeah, thank you. I'm sticking to it. Good job, Sriracha. Before we go, because we do have to wrap up, can you tell people? Would you care to tell our listeners the biggest difference between sober <sighs> stereos and drunk stereos? Oh, that almost got stuck in my mouth. Um, you can't drink coffee anymore because he flips a tit, and also he screams much louder. Believe it or not. Yeah. Okay, the coffee thing is true. It's like, uh, yeah, I have half a cup of coffee. My body is just like, oh, precious chemicals. Oh, thank God. The other night, we went out to have uh, dinner with uh, with my friend who's uh, having a baby soon. Mm-hmm. I have one mug of coffee, and we go to a dollar store, and I see that it's like run by like a nice mom. It's like, it's a mom and pop store that is literally run by a mom and pop. Mom is behind the register and pop is, is like stocking shelves. And I'm seeing mom and pop. We're stocking a little dollar store and I'm in there. I'm freaking out on coffee. I'm like, I have to save this business. Yeah, I have to somehow save this business. What else can I buy from this, this store? Like, Sriracha, do you need more tampons? I can buy like a hundred tampons. <laughs> Tampon. Yeah, no, you were acting very weird. You were like, we need dish soap right now. I was like, do we need that right now? We're gonna about to get on the train. Can we buy that at home? No, we need it from this particular store, from this particular Mexican woman. I felt so bad. I saw them in there. There was no one in their little dollar store and I wanted to help. So we did buy some we did buy some dish soap. Oh, by the way, it's like bingo dish soap <laughs> it's a co- it's a color of green that exists not in nature and then yeah we bought a bunch of nanners let me tell you this of me man i've fought my brain so many times the biggest struggle is not between man and nature it is between man and not drinking fabuloso <laughs> that's a really good name for a soda forbidden snack <laughs> The colors of Fabuloso are so pretty. They're so pretty. God, I want to drink one so bad. We should we should maybe put out a line of clothing that uses the Fabuloso colors. Because I bet there are a lot of kids who grow up using Fabuloso that have a subconscious attachment to those colors. Holy shit, we can make Tide Pod gummies, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, my God. We make a soda. And it's like grape soda, and it comes in a knockoff Fabuloso bottle. So it's clear what we're referencing. But it's like, you can drink this. Like, Fabu... Fabu... Fabuloda! Fabutaste. Uh, I don't know. Mine worked. Why did you... Mine worked. You could have just said yes to it. Fabuloso, soda, Fabuloda. It's right there! Yeah, I guess so. 
You really didn't want to let me have it, did you? I mean, it's fine. I wouldn't. I didn't get the soda part. I thought you were just making. Oh, we have to skirt copyright infringement. So I don't know, Fabulota. I didn't know the soda part, but now that you've explained it, very funny. <laughs> Was that so hard? <laughs> okay. Well, the other thing, and I think I just demonstrated it. That's what I was just telling me is that my laughs are so much louder now. Apparently, yeah. Why? <laughs> I do. Oh. Maybe it's because I'm not depressed as much. Like, literally depressed or depressed because you're inhaling depressants? I think that one. Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, apparently, like, I'm much, much louder now. My la- like, the other, like, the other day I'm washing the dishes and I'm apparently, like, having a scream-versation with Sarancha. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and she's just like, she's just like, you're so much louder now. So much loud, and I'm just like, oh my god! I thought this was just to make people's lives easier, not harder. Oh, it's great. Stay sober forever. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm look. This is my plan. I'm gonna do it for a year. If I fall off the wagon once, I'm going. I'm gonna go to AA. Okay. Yeah, because it's just like it's I mean, like, you haven't yet. <laughs> I know, but it's only been. Here's how I kind of here how I kind of been explaining it. I, I I have a friend who's in AA, and I've been texting him about it. An old friend from college. Um, it's like, yeah, but I also haven't like been tested yet. Like I have a really nice temp job. I really like the people I work with. I have a super cool girlfriend. I'm super into, I like doing these podcasts. I like talking to people, but it's like, I don't know. What if it's like, ah, what if, I don't know. What if all of a sudden someone's like, uh, yeah, this this building that you live in got sold and it's being turned into condos and you got to find a new place to live in a minute. What if somebody breaks in and steals your limited edition comic book? And then sells it on eBay and thinks that you're selling it. And he yeah. calls you up and it's like, serious, how could you? Yeah, I have a temp job right now. It's an advertising. Accounts change all the time. A new client comes in and flushes the old work down the toilet because they want to make their mark. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, what if uh, what if all of a sudden like uh, things go bad? It's like, is the first thing I'm going to do reach for a joint? That's what I would have done in the past. So it's kind of like... We'll see. Maybe you'll reach for an exercise. <laughs> that would be nice. Or reach for a friend or reach for a hug or something. Or a French frutal. <laughs> I will probably reach for French fries, actually. That's a good point. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of The Loudest Podcast. Our music, uh, this closing song that you are listening to right now or is, are about to listen to, is by Tom from the Roast Mortem Podcast. That is Roast Mortem Cast on Twitter. I was on an episode a couple of weeks ago. I'd love it if you'd listen to it. Our intro music is by Waterboy, spelled W-A-U-T-E-R-B-O-I. You can find his music on Bandcamp at waterboy.bandcamp.com and this episode and every episode of this show and more versus Zoomer was edited by Zwick who thank God I can pay I can afford to pay a little bit of money now thanks to my temp job. Um, he worked for free for a long time so you should support him. If you're looking for a really good editor... This is your guy. Loves Wick. Love him. Anyway, that's it for this week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.
Hey, kids, we're going to read Truly uh, <laughs> The bridge groaned again. This time it was longer, more drawn out. Jennifer felt the brake pedal beneath her foot vibrate. Mommy, that's not a plane, said Julie, wide awake now. The groaning continued, booming from beneath them. The bridge was undulating slightly. <laughs> oh, wait, bring Flappy's girlfriend. Sure. It's on your computer. Mommy, what's going on? Julie cried. Cars ahead were honking now, urgently pleading for those in the front of the bridge to hurry up. A few cars were trying to ram their way through traffic, pushing up their cars towards the edge of the bridge. The honking and crashing combined with the budgeting low roar made Jennifer's head ache, pound, the driving rhythm of her blood surging through her temples. Then the bridge's roar stopped. The people ahead of Jennifer kept honking, panicking, trying to get off the bridge. And after about 30 seconds, the honky seemed to die down a little bit. Julie's wide eyes grew wider. She was staring at a crash on the other side of the divider, the flames leaping from the engines of smashed Toyotas. Jennifer could see a man's arm hanging lifeless out the window. Jennifer reached out and gripped Julie's arm. It's okay, baby, she whispered, wetting her lips. Then time seemed to stop. The noise of the traffic went silent. Jennifer's eyes opened in horror. The bridge before Jennifer tilted sideways. The 604, that's very specific, foot tower. <laughs> Before her began to lean almost gracefully to her right, Jennifer screamed, but it was drowned in the ear-splitting cracking noise, hundreds of thousands of tons of steel twisting and bending and grating on one another, the sound of a million airplanes all crashing together at once. Jennifer looked to her left as she heard the steel cable shriek, stretch on the other side of the bridge. This guy's about to get decapitated. She locked eyes with an elderly man driving a silver Lincoln Continental. Behind him, she saw one of the enormous metal cables snap clean and slither wildly back and forth like beginning a fly fisherman's messy cast. Look out, she shouted at the man. He couldn't hear her, but he turned to follow her eyes. The cable ripped through the Lincoln, slicing its occupant in half vertically, a jet stream of red following in its wake, splattering Jennifer's windshield. She opened her mouth to scream and realized there was always screaming, but no sound was emerging. In front of her, the road itself began to tilt. Cars slid horizontally towards the railing, bath time playthings of an angry god. The first tower buckled. <laughs> Jennifer felt herself fall as the top level of the bridge dropped. For a moment, she was weightless. The peculiar memory of jumping inside of an elevator when she was a little girl flittered through her brain, and then the second level of the bridge slammed down on top of the first level at 20... 20- Are we still live? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. Okay. 25 angle, the tower. Uh, hey, kids, are you liking this story? <laughs> <laughs> the tower stopped bending, but oh my God, the bridge has two towers. That's... Yup. I, I just now realized that. Yeah, now, traditionally, we call those pillars. Bridges are held up by pillars, not towers. It's almost like this guy's trying to allude to something else. Could they have been twin towers? Oh my God. <laughs> The tower stopped, bending but holding grotesquely, the metal shrieking and moaning, smoke emerging from the bridge. Jennifer could hear the screams and cries of the wounded below her, the carnage of metal and bone. An awful crematorium smell burned her nose as cars exploded beneath her, one by one, muffled by tons of cement and steel, sounding for all the world like popcorn. Julie was screaming uncontrollably in the distance, sirens sounded eerily over the river and she could see emergency helicopters approaching jennifer fumbled for her purse and dug through it why don't you get out of the car jennifer 
What are you doing? You have a baby in the car, Jennifer. Yeah, oh my God. Jennifer fumbled for her purse and dug through it for her cell phone. She threw aside her wallet, her makeup, poured out the contents on the floor of the passenger seat, grabbed her cell phone, speed dialed Bill. It rang once, then twice. Finally, it went to message. I love you, she whispered into the phone. As she did, Julie pointed through the front windshield, her lips quivering in silent horror. The second tower was tilting, too, like some sort of horrible snake. The bridge responded to the tower. It tilted, keeled over, the road peeling away before Jennifer, as it left over the side of the road. Jennifer saw thousands of cars turn on their side, rotating like clothes in a washing machine. Jennifer heard the awful roar, the unnatural screaming of thousands of voices as the stream of red lights before her began to disappear. There was nowhere for her to go. She turned to Julie. Her eyes were round with terror. She grabbed her hand. It's going to be all right, she whispered. Julie nodded slowly. Jennifer clapped her face and looked into her eyes. I promise you, it's going to be all right. Now just close your eyes, darling. Julie closed her eyes. Jennifer didn't. She looked into the river below her. She saw the disappearing taillights of thousands of cars descending into the depths of the Hudson. Oh, God, she whispered. Oh, God. Part one. Before. <laughs> before terrorism, I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, that's it. (laughs) Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us on this fun Saturday afternoon. Bye, true allegiance. (laughs) Oh, my God, it stars in Afghanistan. (laughs) Afghanistan. (laughs) Brett. Brett Hawthorne is the main character. Brett Hawthorne? That's short. Not Shen Jabiro. Shen Jabiro, a seven-foot-tall, rippling, muscled lawyer who was a virgin the whole way through law school, but it ended up being better because it got him... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.